All right, welcome back. Episode 26 of the Young Old Heads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards, and I'm here with my good friend Max, aka Down Bad Max this week, Cards Max. How you doing, Max? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm glad that this is the mathematical actual half year anniversary of the podcast if my math is right but i believe it's right this time 26 yep. times 2 is 52 yep and uh it feels like yesterday that tommy provided conception to this to this idea and making it a reality was it my idea i thought it was your idea am i tripping are we both tripping maybe but this week we have a very special guest for the half year anniversary episode we have t- famous twitter personality and collecting genius uh at your mom's first bowman probably the best name ever how are you doing i'm good how are you guys oh we're good we're good max do you want to do a quick rundown of uh how your week went for Um, everyone my week is going well i feel like i am constantly managing cards and cards and buying and selling since tommy's hinting of pessimism that i'm trying to re-enter my joy for cards and collecting which means i probably need a new passion project soon but it's been a lot of numbers it's been a lot of buying selling and it's been that's gross that's not good that's stinky yeah i want to see some more glaber torres pc pickups this week potentially well i have i have maybe a card that i got in my update hobby box that i might need to send your way to cheer you up a little bit but um at your mom's first bowman I'll figure out a way to shorten that up for the rest of the episode. But how are <laughs> how are you doing? What uh, what's going on in your collecting world this week? Uh, not a whole lot. I've been going a little bit hard on Josh Allen lately because I'm emotionally buying every time they win, and so I'm I'm in card timeout a little bit. <laughs> so nothing necessarily fun coming in the mail. Yeah, but, I'm, very, um, I'm I'm familiar with card timeout. I'm a frequent. Yeah. I'm a frequent. <laughs> I, I think uh, I'm joining you both in card timeout right now. <laughs> but when did your uh when did your josh allen love collecting start or like was there a first card that you got that was like oh dang this is this is the guy um i haven't really ever been into football um mostly i just collect baseball and formula one a couple other things here and there but primarily formula one and baseball but Mm -hmm. this uh this past year i was like you know i need something to something to pay attention to in the winter months and so i started thinking about trying to participate in the football thing that America does. And, but this time I wanted a team that would actually not be garbage uh, since I'm so burned from the angels. And so I started shopping for teams and uh, I decided to go as far East as I could. And I landed with the bills and I just kind of started learning about the game from there. Um, I really was quite ignorant about all of it. I'm still learning, Um, but it's been a lot of fun and the bills are so much fun to watch. And it just seems like it's got all the ingredients for a team that I would like to support. You know, it's got a good color scheme. It seems like all the players are really good people um, beside just what they do on the field. And so it just kind of snowballed from there. When I do things, I tend to really do them. (laughs) There's no like, um, there's no moderation. It's all or nothing. (laughs) And so I went all in on it. But um, I started with some Donruss. Uh, I really like the, like the classic look of Donruss, just base and then the press proof parallels. Um, and just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, I saw, I saw one of your what what is the press proof that you posted on Twitter today? The was it out of ninety nine or is it one ninety nine? It's out of one hundred. It's a silver press proof. Oh, that one's super clean. I hadn't seen that one before. So that's 
I have mad respect for Josh Allen PC and also cool that you just kind of decided to pick him and like learn football through the bills. I think they're me and my friends were talking last night watching the game about how they kind of play a very different type of game. It looks like almost like a high school game sometimes when they're playing, but just because how easy it is for their for Josh Allen to just like mow down guys. But I love his rated rookie. Max, do you have any thoughts on Josh Allen rookies? Have you ever owned any cool ones? I have owned a generic Prism PSA 9 once. Definitely not one that's too exciting. Um, I know that entire year of quarterbacks, I know Lamar Jackson is in the same year. It's overall a very strong group of quarterbacks. And good, strong, offensive quarterbacks are usually fun to follow, especially in the context of football. For sure. So is your classic love of like Donruss, press proofs and Donruss in football, does that cross over to your baseball collection at all? Um, baseball is funky for me. I'm kind of all over the with baseball. Um, I, I used to be very rigid in my collecting. I would only collect angels. I would only collect uh, for, for a while. I was um, PCing David Fletcher. Um, I moved off him uh, just because I kind of lost the love for it. It wasn't that much fun anymore. So I just kind of got out of him. Luckily, it wasn't <laughs> super expensive to do but um I used to be very rigid in in that and so now I feel like I just try to go with aesthetics more than anything to be honest like I'm just looking for cool rarer stuff um more like numbered parallels and stuff like that just I got this blue wave of trout um a while ago uh from I think Mike I forgot his last name Mike McKenna I think yeah um but that's like in hand it's just a sick card and so I'm shooting to add more things like that um, I like classic flagship rookie cards the most, um, but even that's kind of shifting a little bit just with how many products Tops is putting out with the rookie card symbol on it. Um, yeah. Not uh, even taking into account what is a rookie card. Like, I don't want to touch that. <laughs> uh, we're not touching that. We've, we, uh, we, we let the listeners decide what rookie cards are for themselves. <laughs> but, um, when you say that you were like rigid before in collecting, does that mean, what does that mean? I would, I would say, okay, I'm only going to collect X player. I'm only going to collect like angels cards. Like yeah. I would put myself, I'd put myself in like this hobby box and I would only like allow myself to purchase, you know, like uh, purchase whatever it was that I said that I, okay, I'm going to only collect this. And it got super boring and kind of depressing. Um, and there's only so much you can do with those parameters. Like if I'm only going to buy angels cards, there's like Mike Trout, there's Shohei, who I'm not buying anymore because I'm convinced he's leaving. Um, <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I know. For his sake, he probably should. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's just like being more go with the flow with it has been a lot more enjoyable than just saying, okay, I'm only going to do this and then only shopping along those parameters. And so now it's just more freewheeling, um, whatever I kind of feel like. I don't go like off course too much. I tend to stick with just my PC people, but it's been a lot more fun just opening up, um, opening up my own self-imposed borders, I guess. I know. I feel like Tommy, you're way more liberal and free going with what you collect and you catch whatever is cool. And I'm more of the polar opposite of keeping stuff rigid and confined. I know for stuff that I collect, I'm like, okay, I can only do Yankees lifers. Otherwise, if they join the team late, they're just going to leave again. And then I'm going to have a bunch of worthless crud that doesn't have emotional meaning. But I've slowly myself have 
lowered the rigidness and I've stumbled into collecting Mike Trout just because Mike Trout is cool. Do you, do you focus, I guess, like, I know you have big, you know, passion projects or PCs for Alex Bregman and Hamilton. Do you find the player first or does the card stumble on you? And then you're like, I want it. And then you form the collection around it. That's a good question. Um, the first card that I saw that was a Bregman that I was like, I have to have this or else I'm going to explode. It was a Tops Now base Relic Auto. Um, and I just thought it was the coolest thing like I'd ever seen. I like Relics more than almost anything. Like I like Autos, obviously. Um, but in terms of like uh, hits, if it's a nice like fat patch or if it's a bat like barrel, um, you know, that's that's my jam like that's that's what I shoot that's what I shoot for and so I'd never seen a base relic before and I was like oh shit this is cool um sorry <laughs> and um no we, it's fully explicit out here so we're good okay <laughs> <laughs> um but that's what kind of kicked it off and so I I started looking at more tops now stuff and then I started looking at more Bregman stuff and then it just kind of snowballed off of that um so I guess I guess for, for Bregman, it probably was the card, and then it just blew up from there. Um, Hamilton, he's kind of a different case. F1 is a lot more limited than um, than baseball is, or even football and basketball. It's newer. They've only been making cards since 2020. And so there's a lot less out there, and it's a lot more expensive. So there aren't very many relics. Um, I have a Hamilton relic that I've been trying to give to a friend of mine who won't give me a address to send it to him. But it's uh, it's just not very common. It's harder to, it's harder to, uh, I guess, accept that this is like race used or event used or whatever. Like my whole thing is I enjoy like game used stuff, yeah. Um, as opposed to like the panini like player used or event worn, whatever yeah, it is. The fake, the fake shit. Are the yeah, top? Are do you know offhand if the twenty? I know in F one paper for this year they have the race worn relics. Are those like actually race worn or are those like? the more usual like they put on 20 outfits and took them off i don't know top says that they're um that they are race used but i'm a little skeptical just because okay. i i don't know how strong the tops like uh connection with formula one is at this point just because it's fresh it's easier with uh with the dynasty cards because those have like advertiser logos on it or like um the, the names or the zippers like really really cool stuff in those cards but for the um for the, the paper, the paper yeah. yeah it's most of it's just like napkins um and so i i don't know yeah who, <laughs> who knows, knows? <laughs> yeah our uh, our podcast f1 correspondent uh sunsport trading on instagram he is very very skeptical of tops's relationship with f1 and does not think that really any of the relics that they put out are super race worn stuff but i will say my first ever relic i ever pulled in my life was a 2002 M upper deck mvp base relic for troy gloss on oh, the that's angels sick. Yeah, I love was, that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with that card because I was like, holy, I was like five years old. And I was like, holy shit, this is a base that was used in the game. It was, I creased the hell out of it too because it was just thick <laughs> as hell. But uh, yeah, I ended up gifting that over to my, one of my friends who collects Angels cards like way back. But uh, I, I share the love of base relics. And I, I've recently bought this, ba this Barry Bonds one that I talked about last week that, I thought was super cool. Like that it had like a date 
from the base too on the on the back. That's which was cool. cool. Yeah, I know but, my my first relic hit was not when I was five. When I was fifteen, I think my dad gave me a little bit of money so that I can buy a pack of baseball cards. And you know, I went into Wal. I think I went into Rite Aid with my sister. My sister would sometimes enjoy either watching me open the packs or see me open the packs. And I got a jumbo relic of Jason Worth. And it had it was, you know, three color or whatever. It has like it was a, it wasn't just a tiny square. It was a big circle, had a little bit of a W. It's out of 25. And that at that point I'm like, wow, a gold parallel is out of 2014. That's a banger. There's only 2013 other copies of this. I'm like, well, I'm holding it out of 25. And then my sister's remarking on how glorious Jason Worth's beard is on the card. And how that's just a very <laughs> fun card. Hey, but, whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever makes you think cards are cool, right? So, uh, but, uh, so your mom, how long have you been collecting cards? Um, I started collecting in, I think, 2013 or 2014. I actually worked at a hobby shop for about two or three years. Um, I originally got hired on because I was into comics at the time, not hardcore, like, like some of these people are, but um, I started working in a hobby shop for, uh, for comics and stuff. And they had cards there. And, uh, and so I've, I've always been into baseball and stuff like that. So I, I bought a couple packs here and there. And then it slowly transformed into more and more. And then I was buying boxes. And it's all gone. And many thousands of dollars later, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, your start also was ripping packs. not to, You weren't like yes. going to card shows or something. How is That's your, uh, what is your main way of obtaining cards these days are you an ebay sleuther like me and max are most of the time where you go you hop around shows or a top snower are you just twitter (laughs) stacks up stack stacking up or whatever um mostly it's on ebay um singles on twitter i i haven't been to very many card shows i think i've been to like two ever um and it's just not something that i do on a regular basis i don't know if it's uh I don't know if it's just like laziness on my part to get out of the house on the weekends or um, just like a lack of them out here. I'm in Southern California and I know that they are here, but a lot of the times they're in Orange County, which is a little bit of a drive for me or something like that. But mostly I just buy singles on Twitter or my slabs or eBay um, and go from there. Oh, but you're on like multiple online places. You're not just eBay or like correct yeah you're on my that's cool are you a so do you buy and sell cards are you just collecting or like what is your strategy with the financial aspect of the hobby usually it's losing money um (laughs) (laughs) but i i don't i don't sell unless i'm trying to fund another purchase um i i try very hard to to keep it strictly to a collecting thing for me because when i back when I was first into it I was selling a lot more but this was exclusively on eBay I didn't even know hobby Twitter was a thing Mm -hmm. um but it kind of killed some of the fun for me and so when I when I got like heavily back into it a couple years ago I was like this time I I just kind of want to stick to collecting um selling selling is a lot of work (laughs) it seems like it seems like a lot a lot of work and I just would rather just do small, small potatoes, buy, buy and sell only for preseason stuff, essentially. Yeah, that's why I'm always trying to have Max consign all my stuff for me and sell it for me because I'm way too lazy. And I just like, buy it. my roommates know if I'm doing a sale for a week, I only try to do them like once or twice a year. I'm just like, 
dead tired but i just have to do so much work and i'm just like dude what am i what am i doing it's like they're like this is the only time you ever question cards but you still keep going so that's why we know you're you're really truly about it but um i want to hear more about your alex bregman pc what is your what's your coolest card or like your favorite card coolest card you know strategies um i think i think my favorite at the moment is probably i just got a tier one fat barrel um it's got like the the brand logo on it um that look it's pretty sick um, what what I brand guess, what brand does he use for bats i think it's marucci i don't know oh, how to pronounce yeah, it yeah marucci marucci that's a sick one yeah so that one is pretty cool that's like the most recent um most recent like a uh, significant pickup i've been trying to add some more of his flagship parallels i got a camo off of um a hog cards who's the Bruckman goat um I got a camo from him. I got the black at a 67, I think it was that year. Um, and I was trying to figure out how in some way, shape or form I could get a clear, but it's just not in the cards right now for me. Uh, that's a significantly more expensive card than I can swing, even even with the, the levels that I can swing money with for cards. <laughs> yeah. I talk myself into at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, that bar, that bar keeps going up but I don't know if there's any justification for it, but. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, there are only 10 of them. And so it's super short printed. It's, it's a very desirable card. It doesn't help that he's doing really well this year, so. Yeah, the clears, I'm always a big fan of the clears. Max, have you ever purchased any, any clears? Have I purchased a clear? Not recently. They're, they are one of my favorite parallels and I think they're so cool in hand. I know people argue if it's a gimmick or not, but I am, I'm pro clear. And I think the problem is like, okay, I've seen two, I think two of the 10 Wander Franco clear parallels have been at auction in the past two or three weeks. Wander is heavily bought and sold and whatever. Alex Bregman, that's like stashed away in someone's collection. I guess the good thing is Judge Wat, 2017 Series 1, I think Bregman is in, is ripped for Judge. So, and I guess Bregman's secondary, but there's still some of them that are going to be in the wild. It's not like you have it just trapped in like 2020 update where no one touches or 2016 update has Trevor story and that's it. You're never going to see another new Trevor story parallel pop up ever. But I have to imagine those Bregman parallels are locked away in diehard Astros collections. I mean, they're not super common. Um, I think there are three black cards when I was looking for one. I hadn't seen a camo until um, Ahog Cards posted his for sale. And that's why I wanted to snap it up because I hadn't seen one, you know, and that they only get harder to find <laughs> at those lower parallel numbers. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a, um, it's not a lot <laughs> in terms of what's available right now. I'm sure after the world series, we'll see a lot more, especially if the Astros win. Yeah. I was going to um, say, I feel like a, a, something I always try to keep in mind, like, cause I'm a Warriors fan when they won the title last year, I was like, Oh, I should, I really want to buy all these cards of these guys, but maybe this is the wrong time. Cause you know, everyone's trying to buy cards of them. But then I was like, also some of these cards are so rare. They only come up for sale when something big happens. So maybe that's my only time really to, you know, enter in, but can you give us me and Max love to talk about our favorite parallels uh, can you give us maybe like a top five or not, maybe not in order, but like just like purely aesthetically favorite to collect like parallels from tops? Sure. Um, I, uh, 
I don't know if it's going to be in order. Yeah, but, it doesn't um, have to be in order. I feel like that's too tough of an ask. <laughs> <laughs> I really do love the black parallels. Um, I think uh, I think I think it's Max who has the trout black parallels. Is is that correct? I am slowly stacking them. Uh, yeah, if I, those seen, are sick. <laughs> I've seen saw one on eBay, and I act, maybe talked to my I chirped my way into getting blocked by the seller. And I want the card so badly, I'm tempted to have someone proxy an offer and then just have the card sent to me. But I am trying to stack my trout plaques because I, I guess both from a financial standpoint, I'm a big believer in it from like a trout could be the next mantle of the hobby and tops blocks are the card. And also it's like really fun and relatively in the budget. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are sick. Um, they look really clean, especially with the the whole border thing this year. Um, I think I think twenty twenty two looks a lot better than twenty twenty one, just like purely aesthetics. But yeah, those look really sick. So I think black black border for sure. Um, probably blue wave. Uh, Atomic I, is that's always a hot take. That I like. Yeah, blue wave uh, is a hot take. Uh, I know nobody likes the waves. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it though. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I'm telling you, man, it's the, it's the trout blue wave from uh, from the trout farm. It did something <laughs> to me. But um, so yeah, black border, uh, the blue wave. I like atomics a lot. Um, base sapphire, like from 2019, like the non blue sapphires. I think those are sick. Yeah. Um, I so like the atomic, like the early 2010s, like atomics that were really low numbered. I think are really sick. <laughs> those things. Are yeah, good. those are those are dope. And then um, I like I like purple refractors a lot more now than I did. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that is exclusively because I pulled the Hamilton purple. But, well, um, that's pretty sick. I feel like purple refractors get like no love at all in the hobby. Max, what do you think? I think there's compelling. Like I'm trying to really dig into the thoughts here. I think, yeah, purple isn't loved because some people just see it as junk. But I'm thinking about... <laughs> No, because people are like, okay, well, there's your gold, and then there's your red, and then orange-ish, and then blue's been around forever, and it's like, well... But purple okay, is like 299 in Chrome. That's yeah, like way too high numbered. What's the difference between purple and pink magnetic sparkle that they're introducing in the past <laughs> few years? But I I like the wave take just because, you know, wave, more more action is happening on the car and more light reflecting and whatever. And I think that can just show us like more action being on the card especially for Chrome, that's interesting. I don't know how to rank the power rankings of like a true versus a logo fractor versus a mega versus a shimmer versus a wave. And I think some people go to true just because it's simpler than all that nonsense. But I I think from like a putting it on your mantle standpoint, that's a good take. At the very so, least, a controversial one. Yeah, I love We love <laughs> being, a controversial collecting take. Yeah, we love a controversial <laughs> one. But... So something that I think about first when I think of Max's trouts, black trouts, is that the, he has them in SGC slabs. And I was that made me think, are, what's your collection? Is it Are you grading everything? Do you submit yourself? Or are you just like raw aisle binders, boxes, mm-hmm. and stuff? Um, I, I do not grade very much. I've subbed to PSA once. I've subbed to SGC once. And... It's just not my thing. I just prefer how they look in one touches. It's really that simple. And I feel like that's underwhelming for a lot of people who want to argue about grading and grading companies. 
but it's just I I just it's really that basic bitch of me I just like how they look in the and the one touches more yeah I I totally respect that that's my that's my big take Max is a seller I feel like is pro grading but as no I know even... collecting you love PSA 10s you're a big PSA 10 guy. so and I'm, I, a, I'm you're a, the opposite I have the spectrum. jokingly a little bit of traumatic experience in that I think I don't, I love my parents. My parents are so great. I think when I was like 14 or 15, they saw that I was getting back into cards and they got me this like showcase or mantle to put like on the wall. And I got like one, I had like maybe three total one touches that I put like my special, special cards in. And the showcase was not the shelves of the showcase was not large enough to put one touch cards in. So that made me relegate to have them put into top loaders. And that made it uglier but that aside, my overarching anti one touch take is that <laughs> I don't like having barriers obstruct the card, which is a little bit why I'm like anti, I'm not anti top loader, but like if I'm putting a really nice card, Tommy, you look so confused right now. Dude, I want to really know nice, where you're going with this. If you're putting a really nice card on the wall behind like a glass case, and then you're putting like another plastic protector over it, how are you able to see the refractor? How are you able to see it? shine and cool and have rainbows on your chrome cards i think cards look best naked <laughs> Dude, that's that a fair a, point that is a good take I'm, and at damn, least with like, not slash, respect of anyone's like, out here just like you know and their cards out this john sherma is refracting like crazy in the psa case not to mention i'm a klutz and i don't have to worry about like damaging it like this is shining i can't get that same shine in a one touch let alone in a one touch behind a display case all right i'm proving that to you this week max i'm going to show you send you some pictures that dumb cards and one touches that look better than a psa slab yes and it will look even better if you take the picture without the glass cover the plastic cover on it well yeah i only keep the plastic cover on in the boxes if i'm on display the plastic covers are off the one touches and the one touches look clean i feel and like, I get, like paranoid about oh no what if i like clip it and then like i get like a little imprint on the one touch and oh most of the time it's not a penny sleeve and I'm not a condition snob or I have OCD or anything. I, I'm just like, I have to make sure that I don't do anything to make it worse. <laughs> yeah, wait, I actually have one clip rumor that we, well, does your mom's first Bowman collect first Bowman cards? That's a big question I had going into this. I don't. I'm actually pretty anti-prospecting at this point in my life. Wow. But you're not even going like, even guys you collect now who are good, you wouldn't go back and get their first Bowmans or anything. Nah, nah, I'm over it. I, I understand the allure of prospecting and it's it's totally fine, but it's just not for me. Like I uh, I have a whole lot of Brandon Marsh first moments and he's now a Philly playing in the World Series. And it's just like, you know, I'm done. I, I felt <laughs> so silly. I, I remember I found like a Brandon Marsh 101 and I'm like, this is so cool. Like, this is cool. And you're like, they, they traded him. And I'm like, wow, I, <laughs> I had no idea. I feel like, all right, this is something that brings me back to something you guys were talking about earlier, which is like, you guys were down on your teams. You're like, oh, I'm an Angels fan. I'm a Yankees fan. I feel like that impacts your like collecting strategies must at some level because I, I feel like I have much easier targets to like be strict because I'm like, oh, only dudes that were on the teams that won titles and like, or anything. And obviously, yeah, I'm, you've had lucky. One of those I'm lucky as, f I'm lucky, obviously, but like that makes collecting easier, I think for me than it does for so like. That's just what your conversation earlier made me think about. But um, Max, what were we talking about? I just totally lost my train of thought. We were talking before this. We were talking about one touches. And oh the, yes, the nudity. 
Yes. Well, one touches, I have all, I think some people hate having Chrome in one touches is one thing. I'm not like that, but I was going to ask your mom, do you, how do you display your cards? Like in your, wherever you live, like, do you keep things out? Are you like, keep everything hidden, break it out and look at it every once in a while? Or do you have like a certain, like, do you move stuff around? Like, I like to have these card stands in my room that I like switch out the cards based on like whatever's going on or like if I want to, or if I get new stuff in. What's your strategy with that? Yeah, it's pretty close to that. Um, I have my case, my display pa- my display case up on my desk in my living room. And I um, I have like, I have a Hamilton row. I have a Trout row. I have a Bregman row and I have an Allen row now. And so pretty much um, there are a few staples that stay in there, like the Trout update rookie. That's, that's a permanent piece. Um, my Trout auto, I only have one now, so that's a permanent piece. But there's other ones like on the peripheral of it that I'll sub in and out depending on my mood. Like every now and again, I'll go through my boxes and uh, I only have one box now. So my, I'll go through my box and, um, and I'll see if there's any that are just like, you know, I want to throw this up in there. And then usually on Sunday nights, I'll rearrange it. And uh, that's when I usually post my, my setup picks. But um, I have my case and then uh, I have like a, a very much more rotating area where it's just like little card stands on a shelf on my desk and that's that's primarily like jared walsh right now i think nice well that's cool you have like that's a very good system i feel like something that always is going to make someone stay like more motivated and fresh and cards is to like switch up your display see different stuff don't keep stuff hidden away i think that's always a good call but uh yeah it's fun i like to do that on sunday it's like my sunday coffee and oh, uh, yeah. evening routine <laughs> yeah that's a great that's a great routine for sure i <laughs> mine's pretty random i just am like damn these cards have been up too long i'm gonna put up new ones and then i'll like leave <laughs> these up too long probably and like i have this like harper card harper like refractor gold cup up right now for the world series but i'll probably end up leaving that up like two extra weeks for no reason even even if they lose <laughs> but, uh, me and max love to talk about not to change the t- topic too quickly but just like important like educating yourself and how important it can relationships can be in like collecting experiences and like growing your like knowledge and also like your strategies or are there any important people in your hobby life that you feel like you want to shout out here and like tell any stories about um yeah i mean uh i have a friend his name is uh gordon he goes by gkm underscore sports cards i think his twitter handle is mm-hmm. he's um he is one of my best friends i would say in real life um we, he actually took me to my first card show up in canada earlier in the year um oh, cool. and he and i he's kind of like my uh my hobby therapist i guess <laughs> yeah. uh we commiserate rising prices um and uh and celebrate each other's good gets um with each other and so he's he's one of my my better friends in the hobby um i'm i'm like casually friends with some other people uh those back pages is a great follow um, oh yeah, Sue, T- Sue Tiska for the Trout Envy. She's the the Trout Queen for sure. Oh yeah, she has crazy um, Trout cards. Dude, man, those. sometimes I'll just roll through her media on her Twitter and just be like, oh my god, this is the goal. Yeah. For <laughs> <real>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I try to follow people with different uh, different PC people than me, um, just so that I can see like, you know, outside of my little bubble that I'm in. Um, it's really cool to see what gets other people fired up. Um, but off the top of my head, probably those ones. Yeah, I feel like every time that I start talking 
shit about like a product or something and i'm like no one collects that i see something on twitter of someone like being super hyped about collecting a product that like i just was talking <laughs> and i'm like oh okay this person likes it i can't actually really be like talk that much shit about it like but that's cool i think always good to have people to share your your hobby successes with i growing up i was like very much collecting and like high isolation and i think that definitely led to me like dropping out of it for a little bit um through high school and then i re re found my love for it once i discovered hobby twitter the great world of hobby twitter <laughs> in 2020 but uh what was your story of like have you been on hobby twitter for a long time or you have you, you i'm shocked that like i feel like your mom's first, first bum and probably one of the first you know 10 to 20 twitter names ever taken so i feel like you probably have been on for a while <laughs> um no i i joined in december of 2019 um it was actually because I was tired of being late to all the news um, with uh, with baseball in the offseason. And then the whole Astros um, trash can thing broke. And so I was like, OK, I want to actually be someplace where I can find out things faster than just Reddit. Um, I don't have any other social media. And so I was like primarily like, I'll just use this to lurk. And then it blew up into like <laughs> something I'm on more than I would like to admit. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, no, I I was surprised your mom's first bowman wasn't taken. I mean, it's elegant, you know. It's perfect. It's <laughs> it's just the perfect name, and I it was I've never followed anyone faster than when I saw your account. I was just like, this is like I don't even know. I don't even care. Just instant follow. But I'm glad you gave a shout out to those back pages. Eric Eric's an absolute hobby legend and has been influential in me and Max's collecting as well. And just like sticking to like cool shit and i feel like his collecting strategy is very similar to ours of just like low parallels rare stuff iconic cards but yeah i always try to make sure i look at what he's doing to make sure that not necessarily that i'm mimicking it or doing it right but make sure ensuring that i have a his strategy and mindset is very good and has stood past the test of time with all the years that he's been collecting so i usually try to act similarly as to him or at the very least reference him comparatively. Yeah. He's he's like the godfather of this podcast, I feel like, in some in some regard. So shout out, shout out him. But uh we like to end every episode by talking about our latest pickups. And usually when I start to say we're ending the episode, this takes another like 15, 20 minutes. So uh, just <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> but Max, last week, maybe last, you can push it a little bit if you want. What's your recent pickups? What's your strategies? What's your thought behind them? What are they? Um, I will highlight one that I picked up recently. It was on Twitter. Um, as of now, we were referencing the Mike Trout Blacks. I have one of the 2022, which is an SGC 9.5. I have three of the 2021 in a, an SGC 9.5 and PSA 9 and 8. I have one of the 2020 in a PSA 6. I think I mentioned before, I bought it raw, graded it, I got a 6, cracked it, sent it out again got a six and a new edition. There it is. A new edition. This from this week is I grabbed a 2019 flag, flagship Mike Trout black. It's a PSA nine. Um, these, all of them are hard to find. I'm not just going to say, Oh, this one's hard to find, but I am unofficially maybe kind of making a full year run. I know 2012 is very expensive and 2011 is even. Well, yeah, you're you not know, getting it. Like, it's like a house. It's like a house down payment. Yeah, but uh, I have fun porting them and collecting them and enjoying them. So the 2019 was a big pickup for me. I think 2019 Trout is a pretty good image compared to some of them. 
There's, there's I, definitely I, I worse. I so disagree. You are not the first person to say that. You people disagree? Love yeah, people love his 2019. Some people love his 2016. I think like these crazy jumping, like catching cards are so ugly. But then at the <laughs> same time, people will knock on Aaron Judge's catching card because, like, oh, Aaron, because Ju- his 287 2017 top series one is of him catching and not fielding, uh, excuse me, and not batting. But I'm like, that's so cool. He's just a 25 year old unheralded rookie. And he's one of the best hitters ever. I mean, in this current era of baseball over the past three years or so. And it's a picture of him like barely making a catch. So people give judge that hate and think it's an ugly card, but they praise when trout makes a big catch. I like the judge card because it's ugly. I don't, I don't think this is a good looking photo. Yeah. I mean, he has that. What's the year that he has the really iconic, like robbing the home run. I mean, I think I believe it's 2019. It's that photo. Oh, I must be tripping. I believe so. There's another one. I yeah. think there's. I think there's it's 2016. 2016. Yeah, I think 2016 is a much better photo than 19. Crazy. Yeah, that's. A, I think that's its main problem for 2019 is that there's a better version of it already. It's like when Panini tried to remake the LeBron chalk toss in like 2015 hoops, but it's just a worse card than the 08 tops <laughs> one. So it's like you can't do that. You can't just make a worse no, version of an iconic like, card. The picture, like his, at least in the 2019, his arm is obstructing his face. In the 2016, I'm looking at it now. His head is entirely turned away. It's a nice picture of Mike Trout's jersey and backside, but it's like the Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, that's like saying, oh, from this, this year win- being of and it's <laughs> the Julio Rodriguez SSP from this year is an Ichiro card. Julio Rodriguez is back, is facing the card. I don't like it. I don't know. There's a lot of history of cards with people's back face because of the name and number on the back. But okay, this is a Charizard card that has his back. For the entire picture, and it looks a lot worse than this Charizard, who which is a portrait front and center. I like Charizard trying to rob home runs, dude. Where are those? Where are those cards? Where are those? tearing his ACL? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Jesus! Well, I got my Comsi order in Max this week, and I think it really made me think about how much I pick up stuff these days based on the images of the cards. Like I picked up these like stadium club cards of Tim Hudson and Travis Ishikawa from the 24, the 2015 stadium club of the 2014 world series. It's just like Tim Hudson kissing the trophy and Ishikawa rounding the bases after he hit the home run. I just, I'm like, those are just sick images. I'm buying those. Like I never would also just comp C in general is just a rabbit hole of a rabbit hole for someone who just will collect any team. Like you just, I was just sucked in when I was yes. looking for these. Circling <laughs> back very quickly to what we were talking about, I guess, yeah. pre-recording. I love that I have a comp C page right now, and it's just six different cards of the twenty of the Los Angeles Angels Rally Monkey. And it's just the same picture, but just with like different borders. And <laughs> I like that you can actually get kind of a glossary of that with visuals on comp C. Yeah, you got to send me a screenshot of that, Max, so I can put it up on our socials after this. But yeah, I got some... Uh... Like, I have this thing with basketball cards, basically because of this dude on Twitter refs in the back. He got me just, like, obsessed with looking in the back of cards now with basketball. So I have this obsession. Like, if I see a – I collect Clay Thompson t- cards for basketball, and if I see a card where, like, LeBron's guarding him or something, I just buy it immediately now if it's, like, a dollar or less. So that was a lot of what my order was. But I got a lot of cheap cards in. And then this one uh, t- Brandon Crawford card that has, like, him next to – Bryce Harper and Nolan Arenado, which I just think is a sick image. And so I will always buy parallels of that card. Um, 
but yeah, that's like in terms of like structure, I'm thinking back to like the idea of like rigidness with collecting. I don't know why, but uh, I feel like I'm now just like trust my gut a lot more, which is like I didn't like I'm in hobby timeout a lot, but I'm also like trust your gut. If this card is never gonna show up again, you know it's rare or like cool, or like just buy it if it's less, if it's pretty cheap. That's where I'm at right now. But that's my reflection on the week. Now, now you as our guests have to close out with what you're even if you haven't bought anything in the last week maybe you can go back a little farther just explain your recent buys why you got them what you're excited about for sure um my last uh my last major buy was a gabe davis um mosaic blue i forget what it's out of i think it's out of 99 um but it was a really nice uh a really nice blue i'm I'm i love mosaic i don't know how you guys feel about it but i absolutely love mosaic um, so I grabbed that and I also got a uh, Josh Allen um, impeccable auto. Uh, I love Origins a lot and he doesn't have very many autographs in Origins and this card it, it almost looks like the color blast um, like the clouds uh, the blue and red on it and I was yeah. like oh my god like I saw it and it was like one of those cards that like immediately like burrowed into my brain and I couldn't stop thinking about it like I don't know if you guys have like the same like oh, mental yeah. problems I have <laughs> with cards but if I see one that it's just like oh my god like I have to figure out how to get it <laughs> oh, yeah that's that's where I'm at I feel like I find a new card like every few days where I'm just like fuck here's another one I gotta <laughs> I gotta go do it I gotta go get it but very much I'm, respect to that I'm very pro mosaic I like the mosaic as its own brand you're Pe- you're Mr. Peacock I'm Mr. Oh, Peacock. the Peacocks are so sick. Oh they my look God. so good. They look so good. <laughs> Even, I think the colors pop. There's not a lot of junk on the card. The prison mosaics were uglier. It's, I feel, I mean, I, not monetary or whatever, but like, I feel like they look cooler than they're worth. And I think in general, that's a good medium and equilibrium for like being able to buy stuff for fun. Um, I have considered buying mosaic baseball just to like put on the mantle, but I feel like everyone that has low numbered Panini baseball cards acts like it's an actual licensed one of one and it's farther from the case, but, but yeah, no, no, regardless of that for auction ever, they're always like way too high by now. There's what, like three Chrome products that Panini has. There's probably a lot more, but I can only think of three and those are prism mosaic and optic. And Mosaic is definitely way below the other two and looks-wise way cooler. But also very cool. I feel like it's the ugly stepchild of those, but also like has devout followers of Mosaic, which I'm not one of them, but I will respect. I feel like Mosaic just struggles a lot with the parallel uh, dilution. Just like too many. Too many that look oh, similar. For sure. Like, for sure. I, like the gold... I pulled like I opened a blaster or something of basketball this year. I pulled like the gold whatever blaster exclusive. I literally can't tell the difference between that card and the actual gold out of ten. I was like, this is just as a I have a problem with that. But I'm also a hater. I'm also a hater. I'm also a hater though, so I can't. The problem is like the really really rare cards outside of Peacock have like a lot of respect because like ooh it's a gold ten it's worth a billion dollars and the retail parallels everyone is just a degenerate and will rip retail and they're stuck with them yeah so they know the parallels but like the numbered out of like 49 you know purple or the out of 99 blue are just so completely ignored because like the high-end buyers don't care and the low-end buyers never get to pull them so they just exist 
Damn. That's some, I, I'm, I think that's a good thought to leave on, Max. The, the ugly mosaic, stepchild the, of Panini. The, mo- <laughs> the mosaic rant. But, well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely have to have you on again. Uh, if you have any thoughts on the episode or anything, make sure to reach out on Twitter and Instagram at Young Old Heads Podcast on Instagram at Young underscore Old Heads on Twitter. Obviously, at your mom's first Bowman is active on Twitter has one of the best follower follows out there max yeah i feel like easily top five follows on twitter these days on hobby twitter double best double yikes i appreciate it but i don't know how real that is (laughs) (laughs) well i complain a lot about like trader joe's and shit man (laughs) yeah but that's good complaints when is trader joe's (laughs) releasing its own product what would it trade all right real quick last thought trader joe's card product what does that look like i feel like what are some, I feel like it's a good win champions type vibe. I mean, this isn't a sports analysis podcast, but I think they have a good blend between healthy food and tasty food. Okay. I respect that. I'm just trying to think of like what would happen if they sold a big car product, what it would look like. Probably hot air balloons or like a dirigible of some kinds. Oh yeah. Definitely like the weird animals and stuff. Stuff, I want, yeah. Sort of stuff. Yeah. They'd have, they'd have like wacky relic cards, not because it's a supermarket, but be- just because of the Aurora of the franchise. Yeah, they would, and then people would. It would be like a V friend situation, probably where it would be like no, a cult. no, that'd be more like kombucha. Like it'd be a sub cult. All right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, this is a good thought to end on. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Cards, cards. <laughs>